Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. I, w- I want to talk today about uh, not letting the devil change your name and uh, what's in a name. You know, as we think about our name today, uh, there's a spiritual name <clears throat> that God gives you in Revelations 19.12. There is a, a name that's given to the overcomer in Revelations 2 and 3. And God knows you after your uh, spiritual name based in your position. So, uh, but we are given, we are given natural names and uh, those are precious. Our parents, as they have prayed, or maybe it's a family name that's come down through our heritage. But how the devil wants to change our name is very real. Uh, you know, in Isaiah 43, 1, Jesus is saying through the prophet, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by your name, and you are mine. This name, or our identity, who we are, who we are referred to, is so important to uh, understand the beauty of a name. Uh, it says in Isaiah 49.1, Behold, Before I was born, the Lord called me from my birth. He has mentioned me by my name. So maybe uh, we can refer to these things today in Daniel chapter 1. Your name your name, it might be Frank, it might be uh, John, it might be Jennifer, whatever your name may be, uh, people call you because they they know your natural name, but God addresses you with a new name. He addresses you based on himself. Maybe he calls you faithful. Maybe he calls you um, loving kindness. Maybe he calls you uh, by an attribute of him. And what fun it is in the body of Christ to change each other's name in that regard, knowing each other, relating to each other based in our position. And that reconstructs a identity crisis into a healthy identity, a description that is defined by our position. And our position, the positional truth is so important, and it, it starts all by referring to ourselves in our spiritual name. Well, isn't it any wonder in Daniel chapter 1, Daniel, uh, the first thing they wanted to do was to change their names. They, they were offended at the meaning of their name. They were wanting to corrupt them, pollute them, contaminate them, and cause them to... Uh, not be reminded or to forget their God-given name. Daniel means God is my judge, he's my vindicator. And they wanted to call him Belteshazzar, a name that invoked the Babylonian god Baal. Okay, think about that. Wanted to do that. Wanted to uh, glorify, uh, you know, anything else but God. Hanai, Yahweh is gracious, became Shadrach a companion of Aku, okay, a, a Babylonian god. Uh, Mishael, who is like God, this is like his original name, became uh, Meshach, again invoking Aku, again referring to an idol, a god. 
Azariah, Yahweh is my help, became Abednego, a servant of Nebu. Can you see here, this is the first thing the devil wants us to do. He wants us to relate to ourselves, not based on our position, but based on our experience or in our trial or in our problems. He wants to change our identity in the middle of a trial. He wants us to take on the identity of our trial. And this is where anxiety, fear, and confusion reign. Because anxiety, fear, and confusion are all unknown variables. They're all foundations that are based on unknown variables. Where peace, joy, grace, and the fruits of the Spirit are all known variables. So as we focus on who we are in Christ, we remain with a known foundation. We remain with a name that, that God knows and that God addresses us. Satan changes our name. He calls us by our sin. He calls us by our, our weaknesses or our failures. He relates and projects and causes you or calls you by uh, a different name. Well, think about Daniel. We, I love this. We, we know these verses here in verse 8. Uh, Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, and through the whole chapter, Daniel constantly, um, as we see also in Joseph's life, but constantly walked with God and did not let his situation change his position and did not let his experience change his heritage. He did not let his feelings change what God has said about him. He did not let the evidence that was that was evident around him did not let him change what God has said. It is so key today not to let the devil change your name, but to have this new creation identity, this new creation self-image, this new creation finished work reality. David, uh, Daniel, excuse me, verse one, verse eight, purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. And it was more than just the meats. He did not let his name get defiled. He did not let his testimony get defiled. Well, we could say a lot here. Uh, so, so much happens in our life, and we take on this pseudo uh, or this uh, polluted name, and all of a sudden we begin to process life with a, with a contaminated filter. You know, it's unbelievable. You know, it's, I was just, my mechanic changed out a, a filter in my car and it was just, you know, he took out this filter that has not been replaced in a long time and, and it was all different colors. And it's like, this is the air that I was breathing in, in the cabin of my car. It's like, our filter is so important. How we process life, it's got to be based on our new name. You know, Jacob in uh, Genesis 32, 28 through 30. His name was changed from Jacob, conniver, liar, deceiver, to Israel. He had power with God and power with men. That was a name change. It went from the old man to the new man. Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, really uh, depicting his his parental uh, parental referral, like his part of his family line, family name, fine, no problem. God says, I'm going to call you Peter, rock, godly foundation. What happened? 
he was uh, reinstated in his position and he was given a grace identity. I love this verse in Deuteronomy 28.13. It's a verse that we may know, but uh, I love to read this because, again, the devil wants to hijack and bring in an identity crisis. Our nation today is in an identity crisis. It's, it's on so many levels people are forgetting uh, their God, not only their God-given right, but their God-given heritage on what made this country what it is. And it's because of the Bible, because of religious freedom because of religious conviction. And the health of a nation is the health of its pulpit, the health of a church. Thank God for churches that are walking with God in these times. Deuteronomy 28, 13, I love this. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be from above only, and you shall not be from beneath. If thou shalt hearken unto me in the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day and observe and do them. Think about that. You are the head and not the tail. No matter what's being projected at you, don't let it change your identity. How can, how can someone look in the mirror and, and, and struggle with their identity? They may say to themselves, I am not beautiful or I am not successful. Or someone might uh, say, you know, a a person that struggles with bulimia, like they, they will uh, starve themselves because the way they look at themselves is, a, is in a very unhealthy way. And God says, I want to change your identity. I want you to change your, your self-image to what I say that you are. And when we believe our position, we will experience our position. This is so important. You are the head and not the tail. The tail wags the dog. Situations can wag, can can turn us, can can uh, disrupt us, can do all these things. But when we're living in the head, Jesus Christ, our identity is we are everything that God says that we are, and nothing that the devil says that we are. Let's not elevate feelings above the truth. It happens all the time. Let's. Let's let the position, what God says, what God has done, what God is creating in us, let that be our objective viewpoint rather than what I'm feeling. Uh, remember, anxiety, fear, all these lower emotions, and they are very low. Uh, they are all unknown variables. These are all things that uh, are from the wisdom from below, but peace, joy, and the work of the Spirit are all known variables. They are the yes and amen of the promise in Second Corinthians one twenty. The yes and amen, these are the identity uh, builders. Well, I have a list here of almost 100 verses here of who we are in Christ. And just to refer to a few of them, we are a new creation. We're the temple of the Spirit. We are blessed. We're a saint we're above and not from beneath. We're victorious. He causes us to triumph. We are a faithful follower. We're called by God. We are chosen. Uh, we're an ambassador for Christ. We are a child of the King. We are complete in Him. We are alive unto Him. Uh, we could go through this list. This is the truth. This is the truth. This is the 
uh, the Jacob, the name Jacob being transformed into the name is Israel. Maybe today you've taken on an identity of, of, uh, of, of a loser. Maybe someone has called you a loser because of, of bad decisions or of the, uh, just not acting maybe, uh, when you should have acted or there's this stigma the devil loves to throw at the believer, but, but we're not, we're not the tail. We are the, we are the head. We are the head where everything that truth has, has declared us. Think about that. Isaiah 51 verse one, remember the rock in which you have been hewn from good verse. Isaiah 51, one through three, great verses, but 51, one, remember, remember the rock from where you've been hewn. Remember the quarry in which you have been uh, hewn from. And it's, it's literally remember our roots. Remember what Christ has said. And in, J- in Jeremiah 2.13, the devil wants to puncture our cistern so that we forget. And this is where identity crises happen. This is where someone is able to have their identity stolen. And, and I've had that happen to me where I've had my identity stolen and uh, just crazy things have happened. Uh, and it's a, it's a real violation. But this happens spiritually all the time. It can where we believe the lie. Uh, we believe the bad experience more than the truth. And, and how is this? God cause us not to forget your many benefits. See, life can puncture our cistern and, and the things that we receive can flow out of us without any retention. We can forget the goodness of God. We can forget it. And that's, a, that's an alarming thing. But how do we remember our identity? How do we remember our true identity? How do we remember and let grace define us based on the work of Christ. It is remembering the rock, Jesus Christ in Psalm 118, in which we have been, in which we've come from. God's calling you by name today. He's calling you by your new name, your overcoming name. And we want to hear that name. And when we stand before him face to face, he will call us. He won't call us a number. He won't call us based on our sin. He will not call us based on our good performance. He will call us by the name that Jesus Christ has given us in 1912 of Revelations. And what an incredible thought. What an incredible thought. Uh, <clears throat> you know, we're, it, our, our new name, I just want to just think about that for a minute. Like, think about that. That's a powerful thought. Like, let God minister to you your new name. Don't let, don't let uh, Nebuchadnezzar and his minions change your name. Don't let the devil change your name. Don't let your circumstance change your name. Declare your new name today. Declare your new name because it, it resembles and reflects the work of the cross, the work of grace, the work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.